Welcome back, everybody. Chip and Eric here. We'd like to read the Bible to you today. We're going to switch it up, and we're going to read the Bible to you. This is day 222, Eric. Okay. We're going to do Jeremiah 10, 11, 12, and 13. You know, yesterday uh, we read a lot of really good stuff, yeah. and um, we are kind of getting into sort of the direction things are going for Judah is not great. Boom, boom, boom. But the Lord wants them back. And so he's... Come back. I thought multiple times, I forgot to mention this yesterday, multiple times yeah. he said, you're hurting yourselves. Yes. The thing that bothered God about the sin of Judah was that they were hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. Man, what a powerful insight to the way that we're living today. That is true. So we're going to continue um, in Jeremiah chapter 10. Today we're going to read 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay. So, idolatry brings destruction. It does. Jeremiah chapter 10. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you over to Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not act like the other nations who try to read their futures in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree, and a craftsman carves an idol. They decorate it with gold and silver, and then fasten it securely with hammer and nails so it won't fall over. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. Hmm. Oddly specific. They cannot speak, and they need to be carried away because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither harm you nor do you any good. Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great, and your name is full of power. Who would not fear you, O king of nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. People who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of wood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. They And they give these materials to skillful craftsmen who make their idols. Then they dress these gods in royal blue and purple robes made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods, who did not make the heavens and the earth, by the way, will vanish from the earth and from under the heavens. But the Lord made the earth by his power. He preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He caused the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from its his storehouses, mostly here in Kansas. <laughs> the whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for they carefully sha- their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. The coming destruction. Pack your bags prepare to leave. The siege is about to begin. For this is what the Lord says. Suddenly, I will fling out all you who live in this land. I will pour great troubles upon you. And at last, you will feel my anger. My wound is severe, and my grief is great. My sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone. No one's left to help me rebuild it. My children have been taken away, and I will never see them again. The shepherds of my people have lost their senses. They no longer seek wisdom from the Lord. Therefore, they fail completely, and their flocks are scattered. Listen. Hear the terrifying roar of the armies as they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and become a haunt for jackals. Jeremiah's prayer. I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. 
we are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on the peoples that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured your people Israel. They have devoured and consumed them, making the land a desolate wilderness. Jeremiah chapter 11, Judah's Broken Covenant. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said this, Remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem about the terms of my covenant with them. Say to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. For I said to your ancestors when I brought them out of the iron smelting furnace of Egypt, If you obey me and do whatever I command you, then I will, then you will be my people and I will be your God. I said this so I could keep my promise to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and... Honey, oh. Mm-hmm. The land you live in today. Yum. Then I replied, Amen, Lord, may it be so. Then the Lord said, Broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember this city, the ancient covenant, and do everything it requires. For I solemnly warned your ancestors when I brought your them out of Egypt, Obey me. I have repeated this warning over and over to this day. But your ancestors did not listen or even pay attention. Instead, they stubbornly followed their own evil desires. And because they refused to obey, I brought upon them all the curses described in this covenant. Again, the Lord spoke to me and said, I have discovered a conspiracy against me among the people of Judah and Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors. They have refused to listen to me and are worshiping other gods. Israel and Judah have both broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring calamity upon them and they will not escape. Though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Then the people of Judah and Jerusalem will pray to their idols and burn incense before them. But the idols will not save them when disaster strikes. Look now, people of Judah, you have as many gods as you have towns. You have as many altars of shame, altars for burning incense to your god Baal, as there are streets in Jerusalem. Pray no more for these people, <coughs> Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them, for I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. What right do my beloved people have to come to my temple when they have done so many immoral things? Can their vows and sacrifices prevent their destruction? They actually rejoice in doing evil. I, the Lord, once called them a thriving olive tree, beautiful to see and full of good fruit. But now I have sent the fury of their enemies to burn them with fire, leaving them charred and broken. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, who planted this olive tree, <coughs> have ordered it destroyed. For the people of Israel and Judah have done evil, arousing my anger by burning incense to Baal. A plot against Jeremiah. Then the Lord told me about the plots my enemies were making against me. I was like a lamb being led to the slaughter. I had no idea that they were planning to kill me. Let's destroy this man and all his words, they said. Let's cut him down so his name will be forgotten forever. O Lord of heaven's armies, you make righteous judgments and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets. Let me see your vengeance against them, for I have committed my cause to you. This is what the Lord says about the men of Anathoth who wanted me dead. They had said, We will kill you if you do not stop prophesying in the Lord's name. So this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says about them. I will punish them. Their young men will die in battle, and their boys and girls will starve to death. Not one of these plotters from Anathoth will survive, for I will bring disaster upon them when their time of punishment comes. Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah questions the Lord's justice. Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them, and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are far from their hearts. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me, and you test my thoughts. 
Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. See them or set them aside to be slaughtered. How, how long must this land mourn? Even the grass in the fields has withered. The wild animals and birds have disappeared because of the evil in the land. For the people have said, the Lord doesn't see what's ahead for us. The Lord's reply to Jeremiah. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? Hmm. If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? Even your brothers, even your brothers, members of your own family, have turned against you. They plot and raise complaints against you. Do not trust them, no matter how pleasantly they speak. I have abandoned my people, my special possession. I have surrendered my dearest ones to their enemies. My chosen people have roared at me like a lion of the forest, so I have treated them with contempt. My chosen people act like speckled vultures, but they themselves are surrounded by vultures. Bring on the wild animals to pick their corpses clean. Many rulers have ravaged my vineyard, trampling down the vines and turning all its beauty into a barren wilderness. They have made it an empty wasteland. I hear its mournful cry. The whole land is desolate, and no one even cares. On all the bare hilltops, destroying enemies can be seen. The sword of the Lord devours people from one end of the nation to the other. No one will escape. My people have planted wheat, but are harvesting thorns. They have worn themselves out, but it has done them no good. They will harvest a crop of shame because of the fierce anger of the Lord. A message for Israel's neighbors. Now this is what the Lord says. I will uproot from their land all the evil nations reaching out for the possession I gave my people Israel. And I will uproot Judah from among them. But afterward I will return and have compassion on all of them. I will bring them home to their own lands again, each nation to its own possession. And if these nations truly learn the ways of my people, and if they learn to swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, just as they taught my people to swear by the name of Baal, then they will be given a place among my people. But any nation who refuses to obey me will be uprooted and destroyed. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah chapter 13, Jeremiah's linen loincloth. Oh. Right. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen loincloth and put it on, but do not wash it. So I bought the loincloth as the Lord directed me, and I put it on. Then the Lord gave me another message. Take the linen loincloth you are wearing and go to the Euphrates River. Hide it there in a hole in the rocks. So I went and hid it by the Euphrates as the Lord had instructed me. A long time afterward, the Lord said to me, Go back to Euphrates and get the loincloth. I told you to hide that. That I told you to hide there. So I went to the Euphrates and dug it out of the hole where I had hidden it. But now it was rotting and falling apart. The loincloth was good for nothing. Then I received this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. This shows how I will rot away the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. These wicked people refuse to listen to me. They stubbornly follow their own desires and worship other gods. Therefore, they will become like this loincloth, good for nothing. As a loincloth clings to a man's waist, so I created Judah and Israel to cling to me, says the Lord. They were to be my people, my pride and my glory and honor to my name, but they would not listen to me. So tell them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. May all your jars be filled with wine, and they will reply, of course, jars are made to be filled with wine. Then tell them, no, this is what the Lord means. I will fill everyone in this land with drunkenness, from the king sitting on David's throne to the priests and the prophets, right down to the common people of Jerusalem. I will smash them against each other, even parents against children, says the Lord. I will not let my pity or mercy or compassion keep me from destroying them. A warning against pride. Listen and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before it's too late. Acknowledge him before he brings darkness upon you, causing you to stumble and fall in the darkening mountains. For them, when you look for light, you'll find only terrible darkness and gloom. And if you still refuse to listen, I'll weep alone because of your pride. 
My eyes will overflow with tears because the Lord's flock will be led away into exile. Say to the king and his mother, Come down from your thrones and sit in the dust, for your glorious crowns will soon be snatched from your heads. The towns of the Negev will close their gates, and no one will be able to open them. The people of Judah have been taken away as captives. All will be carried into exile. Open your eyes and see the armies marching down from the north. Where is your flock, you beautiful flock, that he gave you to care for? What will you say then? The Lord takes the allies you've cultivated and appoints them as your rulers. Pangs of anguish will grip you like those of a woman in labor. You may ask yourself, why is all this happening to me? It is because of your many sins. That is why you've been stripped and raped by invading armies. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take away its spots? Neither can you start doing good, for you've always done evil. I will scatter you like chaff that is blown away by the desert winds. This is your allotment, the portion I have assigned to you, says the Lord. For you have forgotten me, putting your trust in false gods. I myself will strip you and expose you to shame. I have seen your adultery and lust and your disgusting idol worship out in the fields and on the hills. What sorrow awaits you, Jerusalem? How long before you are pure? Okay, that was our reading today. Wow. Very good reading. So... Now, if I find underwear next to a river, yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to understand. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know you have very, you, you take pride in your loincloths. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You always, <clears throat> I circled here. This is no so wide or anything, but I would hate to sit in the dust. Say to the king and his mother, come down from your thrones and sit in the dust, for your glorious crowns will soon be snatched from your heads. Mm. I just. Ugh. Yeah, it would be terrible. Sit in the dust. Sit in the dust. Gross. That is gross. Okay, one cloth, dust. Answering two questions today besides those two is, where's Jesus and so what? Mm -hmm. So I will take the so what, Eric, since I've been doing it for... 222 days. Yeah, I'll continue that trend. Okay. Um, It's this idea of not acting like other nations. Mm. You know, do not act like other nations. And I think, you know, that is definitely what got... Uh, God's people in trouble trying to act even from the beginning like want to be like other nations let's get a king why we want to be like other nations yeah Yeah, they have them we want them yeah and so you know it's uh that started way back in way back then and and um and so uh Adam and Eve they wanted to be like God Mm -hmm. right that's why they they fell into their sin and 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 you and I today you know we 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 want to be like other people and and have popularity and have money and have things and prestige and appear to have it all together. And so we will make stuff up on social media about ourselves that might not be true or half true or whatever just because we want to act like other people and be like other people. And, so true. And in that process, we violate <laughs> we violate God's standard of truth mm-hmm. and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And then we cross that line. And so we see it doesn't work out well for God's people. Um, Israel, Judah doesn't work out well for us. So stay true um, to 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 who you are. And what that means is accept reality about you're a sinner. You're a messed up person. Don't try to hide your sin. Acknowledge your sin. Deal with your sin. Confess your sin. Turn from your sin, and don't stay there. But also don't try to be like other people, pretending like everything's fine, everything's okay, and and just that they have it all figured out, like it's greener on the other side. Right, right, right. And uh, and so it never, we know it never is. Mm-hmm. But it's just, so it's, I think the takeaway is stop acting like other nations. In our specific context, stop trying to be like other people or other entities because we think they have it better because they don't. Absolutely. So um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, recently Hannah had someone come into her life who's awesome. They're oh. great. They're awesome. Awesome. They're amazing. Wonderful. Um, but Hannah said, I just don't understand how this person is just always has it together. Oh, yeah. And I said, they don't. No. <laughs> they don't. They, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I think that there's a very healthy wanting to emulate people. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be more like you in my life and in my ministry. I want to be more like Chip. Yeah. I don't want to be Chip. No. Because Chip's got his own stuff. I got my own stuff. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of truth and a lot of wisdom in that. Right. It's really good. Okay. So, okay. So where's Jesus? Okay. So uh, Jeremiah 13, talking about the loincloth. Just kidding. I'm not going to the (laughs) loincloth. Talking about the loincloth. This warning against pride. Okay. Uh, Verse 17. If you refuse to listen, I will weep alone because of your pride. Um, my eyes will overflow with tears because the Lord's flock will be led away into exile. This is going to happen more than once. So um, in this, to the people immediately, Jeremiah's audience, the people of Judah, um, they will be led away into the exile of Babylon. And the Lord is deeply grieved by this. Mm -hmm. But then we see Jesus during the triumphal entry to Jerusalem as he um, is entering Jerusalem basically passion week to be crucified yeah. everyone's worshiping his, him as messiah yep. he stops at the wall outside jerusalem and yep. cries oh yeah because he he says god came and you missed it and it just it brings yeah. him to tears and he knows that this is going to cause a much greater exile than babylon Big time. because now we know that israel has been cut off right yeah. paul tells us that that, that branch is cut off um, and jesus knows the pain and the um just the the i don't know what the word is for being exiled but the exiling of israel that's going to come from the rejection of the messiah and he he weeps for them Mm -hmm. and so again just like yesterday i think it was yesterday um the the character of god the character of christ remains consistent throughout the old and new testaments right and so we see this pattern continuing and unfortunately for god the character of his people remains the same throughout the Old and the New Testament. And I don't just mean Israel. I mean Israel, um, uh, us, you know, like his people, all the, you know, all the way back to Abram and before Abram with Noah, like in his failures, God has continuously invested himself fully, 100% in people, and we have failed him fully 100% every time. We have. And, of course, that causes him to weep, mm. but never selfishly mm. um, on our behalf. He weeps on our behalf. Yeah. And so um, it's just uh, fascinating to see that in the, in God in the Old Testament and then in God in Christ in the New Testament, too. So That's good. That's where Jesus yeah. is in this There's one. A lot of consistency there. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Very good. Eric, I would say I'm so glad we're not sponsored by Duluth Trading Company or Haynes because we would feel a lot of pressure to yeah. talk about the loincloth. Yeah, that's so, true. That's a great so point. We pick our sponsors very carefully yeah. for that reason. Yeah. So that's it for today. Yeah, that's it for today. Go out and have a Coca-Cola. Woo-hoo! Buy yourself a Toyota. Yep. And something else. Beep, beep. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't think of another. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. I couldn't think of another product. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. We live in a world of like products. Mow your grass with a hustler. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Big shout out to hustler. Okay. All right, We got to move. And Bye-bye. have and, and go to Knutson Monroe for all of your accounting needs. All right. For goodbye, a, everyone. One hundred percent discount. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. No. Don't even ask for it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.